We talked about it last week. There were sources telling us it was going to happen today. It was announced after more than two years of being in place. Canada's COVID-19 border rules officially coming to an end as of October 1st. Yeah, you've been hearing about it. All travellers, regardless, regardless of citizenship, will no longer have to submit public health information through that Arrive Can app, provide proof of vaccination, undergo testing, quarantine or isolate, and monitor and report if they develop signs or symptoms of COVID-19 upon arriving in Canada. Uh, travellers will no longer be required to undergo health checks for travel on air and rail, and you won't have to wear masks on planes and trains. And it's interesting. I've seen a couple of surveys, and, and just ones done on Twitter, like Twitter surveys today, asking about whether or not you will continue to wear a mask if you're travelling on an airplane. And right now, uh, those survey results suggesting that um, a majority still going to to wear them about 58 percent about 20 percent saying oh, i'm not sure i guess it's going to depend on how i feel let me know what's on your mind when it comes to this at 780-496-0063 all right so we know that this is good news for the travel industry we know it's good for um the airline industry wanted to get into it a little bit more with john Graddock, who is a former air canada manager and now teaches aviation leadership at mcgill University. John, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalen. A pleasure to be there with you. Yeah. So uh, your initial reaction, I mean, we heard the rumblings last week that it was finally going to happen. Today, we get the date, October 1st, pretty quick as well, just around the corner. Your thoughts? Well, I think that, you know, it, it, the, the time has come, I think, for Canadians to kind of take responsibility for managing, you know, their exposure to the uh, pandemic into their own hands i think the government's basically saying we've done what we've what we had to do and maybe we extended beyond where we you know could have let it go mm. but i think they basically made the point now that uh, it's up to you as canadian travelers to basically manage your own exposure uh, and to take care as you travel and to make sure that uh, you uh, understand the precautions that you need to take in order to minimize exposure to COVID. Yeah, and you know what, John, it's, uh, you know, we're in a much different place now than we were uh, a year ago, certainly two years ago. And, and I think that that uh, reflects, I think this move reflects it. I know there's a number of people who were saying that this is, you know, this has taken way too long. It should have been done uh, sooner. But um, we know that there's a collective cheer going up from the airlines across the country today. Uh, the impact on the industry that, you know, really was just, you know, beaten down hard over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think that, you know, the industry has been very, very vocal in terms of looking at pointing the finger at things like, you know, staffing at the airports and the seat, you know, whether it's an Arrive Can app or some of the other uh, constraints around their masking was causing all kinds of grief on board airplanes and fights were breaking out on, a, on airplanes and all kinds of issues. Uh, so, you know, all of those those irritants are now out of the way as of Saturday morning. Uh, which is great. I think that you know the industry should should rejoice. Now let's see whether the industry can you know fix up its problems. The industry is still having problems, still having problems getting to on-time performance, 
still having problems with delays, still having problems with baggage. And I think that what the moves that the government has made today, I don't think there are any other places they can point the finger uh, other than to themselves if they can't fix up their act. Well, and, and that was going to be my next question, John. You've, you've touched on that. Are the airlines ready for this? We know it's seeming, it seems that things have gotten better over the past couple of months with those delays and cancellations, the luggage issues, all of that sort of thing. There's always been a, a reason or excuse and as you say moving forward um, you know it's going to be on the airline shoulders to uh, to take care of this from what you've seen what you know John are the airlines ready um, <laughs> <laughs> you, really, you really want to put me in a corner this one hey Jalen I you? do uh, uh, you know, honestly, I don't think they're ready. I don't think we're going to see that much of a jump on Saturday or Sunday in terms of on-time performance as a result of these measures coming out of the way. I think, you know, this is a bigger problem that the airlines have rather than just point fingers at everybody. I think the airlines really have, um, and the airports, both the airlines and the airports, have got some work to do to do a better job of making sure that, you know, they understand the implications of their service levels and the flights that are putting in there. Now, remember that, you know, there's still a million jobs mm -hmm. left to fill within the service industry. And a significant number of those jobs are in aviation and in hospitality. And so they're still short of people. They're short of pilots, they're short of flight attendants, they're short of station attendants, short of call center agents. And, you know, you, you, can, you can just tell the mood in the industry from the employees that are on the job, it, they're stressed. And I think that that's, you know, that's going to be something that the industry is going to have to face. I still think that there's another bridge they're going to have to cross other than these regulations and these constraints that's going to be called salaries and compensation that they're offering to these people. They have to basically do a better job of making sure they're offering salaries that are uh, more respective of the work that's required of those people working those jobs. Well, John, you you worked in the business for uh, for a long time, and, and now you, you, as I mentioned, you teach aviation leadership at, uh, at McGill. Um, do you believe that the leadership in these at these airlines um, are, are ready to realize that they're going to need to step up on those benefits to get those people back to increase the service levels. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, you have to understand that the airline industry, for, for the most part, is focused on profitability. So these guys are in business to make money. Uh, and you've got a number of carriers in Canada that are really pushing the envelope when it comes to low fares. You have Flair, as you know, and you now have Lynx, Canada Jetlines, and you're going to have Porter coming up in a couple of months. There's going to be a lot of competition on mm -hmm. the domestic uh, air services, so the pressure will be on to keep the fares low. And, you know, the price you pay to keep those fares low and still make some money is to keep the salaries low. So, you know, I think that, you know, that we're not out of the woods yet in terms of attracting the right people and, and you know, attracting people into uh -huh. their business because there's no incentive for the industry to basically raise the rates and raise the employee salaries because the flights and the revenue just isn't there. John, always appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Jay Lynn, it's a pleasure. Talk to you shortly. Yeah. Take care.